And now you hate him? Yes, Walter. He's so mean to me. Every time I buy a dress or a pair of shoes, he yells his head off. He never lets me go anywhere. He keeps me shut up. He's always been mean to me. Even his life insurance all goes to that daughter of his. Nothing for you at all, huh? No, and nothing is just what I'm worth to him. So you lie awake in the dark and listen to him snore and get ideas? Walter, I don't want to kill him. I never did. Not even when he gets drunk and slaps my face. Okay, and that's from the movie Double Indemnity. And if you've been living with an abusive partner, how do you disentangle yourself from that person? You don't have to live with that person for life, but you do need to be very, very careful on on your exit strategy. How do you leave in a way that most secures your safety? And I recommend that if you are with somebody who's emotionally, physically, or sexually abusive, to get some therapy for yourself. And I know that's often hard for people to do because they fear that their partner will find out about the therapist. Uh, you do need some help from the outside. Of course, there are uh, uh, help... Um, abuse uh, help excuse me helplines that you can use uh, you can just google them and that's another uh, option for you I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on any problems you're having in your life maybe with your kids maybe with your in-laws maybe with your parents maybe with friends uh, maybe some problems at work pick up the phone and give me a call and even though it doesn't replace therapy and it's not therapy I'll give you some tips that may put your thinking on a different path that's a little better for you and right now I want to welcome Amaya to the phone is that your name Amaya yes ma'am oh thank you I got that right and you're having some bad dreams what's going on it's a lot of really weird random creepy dreams creepy dreams <laughs> and you've been having them for how long? Um, a couple of years. A couple of years. And you're mm-hmm. how old now? I'm 17. 17? Yes, ma'am. 17. And before, when you, there was a time when you didn't have bad dreams, correct? When you could get a good night's sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think happened? What is your best explanation as to something that happened a couple of years ago that, made your nights less pleasant? I've been trying to figure that out. Okay. Any trauma? Anything that went on that you're aware of? Um, well, uh, not something that doesn't normally affect me. Okay. So uh, you can't remember anything specific, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, what is the essence of the dream? Can you just, in maybe a few sentences, just tell me what the dreams are about? Oh, there's a lot of anger in them, I guess. A lot of anger. Okay. Anger towards whom? Uh, the adults. Yeah. Adults. And if the anger could talk, what would it say in those dreams? Your anger towards the adults. It's better to be quiet. <laughs> to be quiet to them? Yeah. So they're nagging a lot? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned the word creepy, though. What makes them creepy? I don't know. It comes out in weird the anger comes out in weird ways? Yeah. In what ways, hon? Well, more in like anger scared kind of way, I guess. Okay, so there are two emotions you're feeling. One is angry and one is scared. And if your fear could speak, if that feeling of being afraid could speak, what would that say? What are you afraid of? Uh, 
Being touched, I guess. Being touched? Yeah. Being touched in what way? In an angry way. <laughs> in an angry way. So, you mean, it, has that happened in your life where an adult has hit you or physically uh, hurt you? Yeah, a couple times. Okay, by whom? Uh, you don't have to say it, honey. <laughs> but it's it's somebody, it's an adult in your life. Yeah. And they're still in your life. Okay, if you feel that you've been abused and you feel powerless, like you can't do anything about it, I'm assuming yeah. that this is, is this physical or sexual? Uh, well, both. Both. Okay. So you are in a different category. You definitely, if you're, if you're 17 years old, you definitely want to get help for yourself, honey, ASAP, as, as soon as possible. Is yeah. there a therapist or is, are you in school right now? Yeah, I'm going to go. Do you have a counselor that you could speak to? Uh, I do. He's, he's out of his league when it comes to my problems. He's like, he doesn't know how to deal with them. Oh, he doesn't know how to deal with them? Mm -hmm. I'm stunned. Could he, could he recommend a, a psychologist that you could go see? A therapist? Uh, he, he tried to. Oh, you need, he tried to and what happened? Uh, it's the whole money thing. Okay. Are you near a university where they have a te like a teaching university where they have a sliding scale? I'm not sure. Well, you want to call whatever state you are in, call your state psychological association and explain that you are being physically and sexually abused and that you're 17 years old, you don't have money, and you want to know what resources are available to you. Yeah. If there is a decent adult in your life, maybe a grandmother or somebody else whom you feel you could reach out to, you could work with them. They may pay your way gladly. They may know the situation. But you need to you need to be worried about safety issues because sometimes if the perpetrator finds out, they put the clan, you know, that they're, they're even more angry towards you. But I think if you're looking to deal with your dreams, I think the dreams are basically sending you a message of what? Yeah. To get some help for yourself, right? Yeah. So if you're telling the adults to be quiet or to, to uh, you know, and let me just tell you something about cognitive therapy is a type of therapy that gives you an enormous amount of skills, thinking skills. And if you're angry, that that's your uh, that's your mind's way of gr grasping that things are not fair. And if it's big anger, then things are really not fair. Abuse is in the category of not fair. If you're scared, it means that you're worried that, you know, you're afraid, you're fearful, you're anxious, you're uncertain about what they could do to you. And you need to be able to get some professional help, people who are on the good side, who are going to help you uh, stand up to the perpetrator or at least get out of the the hands of the perpetrator so definitely yeah. gets would you would you promise to get some help for yourself for me I promise. okay okay thank you so much for your call and I wish you sweet dreams tonight thank you you're welcome bye-bye and here's an email I received from Jeff about sex is it abnormal or unhealthy for a 21-year-old single male to view and masturbate to pornography on a daily basis? I'm concerned that I may have a sexual addiction. 
Thanks, Jeff. Uh, my husband's response was, is he kidding? When I was 21, it was on an hourly basis. So I have three points to make on this, Jeff. The first one is, what type of porn are you looking at? If it is erotica, sensual, and basically, it doesn't have to necessarily be pure vanilla, but if it's healthy then that's not going to hurt you. If it's degraded, if it's harmful, vicious, hurting, you definitely want to question why that's your choice. Uh, So I'm going to assume that it's sensual erotica, that it's just nice. Then the second question is the frequency. If you're doing it daily, meaning once or twice a day, man, that can be healthy. It can be nurturing your sexuality. More people need to do that because they lose their sexuality over time. If you can learn to be a wonderful lover, get new ideas, and learn how to enjoy your own body and how to please another partner eventually, there's no harm with that. But if you're doing it hourly to the exclusion of your career or any real relationship, then what you're having is a pseudo relationship with your computer screen and your mouse. The third point is values. What values are at stake? If, and I mentioned that briefly before, but if you don't ever want to have a loving partner and just want your computer screen, that's fine. If you want a lifetime loving relationship, then you want to monitor the frequency and make sure you leave time for that. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.